When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back on the Buckeye Breakdown podcast. It's Wednesday of game week, and that means it's time to go behind enemy lines and check out what's going on with Ohio State's upcoming opponent this week. The Akron Zips are coming to town, making probably the shortest drive or shortest trip of any of Ohio State's uh, opponents here in, in 2021. And to, to learn a little bit more about the Zips, we turn to the guy who knows more about the Zips, who's been on the beat longer than just about anybody else, George Thomas, 22 years at the Akron Beacon Journal, and he uh, he knows Akron's program thoroughly. We are glad to have him on board this morning. George, thanks for some time. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Let's talk Zips football here. It's uh, a program that has obviously struggled to put wins together the last couple years, but they are coming to Columbus on a winning note. Uh, what did you see last week with that nice win over Bryant that might lead you to believe things are moving in a better direction? Uh, they put together two solid quarters of football. I mean, under and this is no knock on Tom Arth, and because he'll tell you in a minute, they haven't put together four solid quarters in one game yet. So they come into this game having something to build upon. Now, whether that happens against someone like Ohio State remains to be seen. They played Auburn earlier this year and got smoked 60 to 10. Um, what did I see in that game? I saw a potentially dynamic quarterback in DJ Irons, who's oddly enough the came into the season to zips back up. Um, I saw a defense that finally utilized some of its athleticism. I saw an offensive line that finally pushed some folks around. So, you know, there's, there is stuff to build on, but you have to take in consideration Bryant is an FCS program. So level of competition is definitely a factor there. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure that it's going to be a little bit more difficult on uh, on Saturday in Columbus okay. than it was. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm not trying to insinuate that all of a sudden the Zips are going to look like a, a completely different football team. But um, you know, when you're when you're in your third year building a program as Coach Arth is, uh, and and trying to you know, I assume bring in new recruits and 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 revitalize the life of a program that um, has had some ups and downs. I, I, I'm sure it's challenging, and uh, I'm sure the Zips probably feel good about themselves after knowing that regardless of the opponent, they were able to put it together and, and you know, come away with a victory uh, this past weekend. But to your point, you know, there were a couple of, couple of games before the Bryant contest, Auburn and Temple, uh, where the defense seemed to really struggle. You mentioned you saw them using some of their athleticism to their advantage this past weekend against some of the better programs that they've played over the last couple of years. Where has their defense been particularly vulnerable? Um, secondary, and they haven't been able to generate a pass rush. I mean, if you um, go back to the Auburn game, for instance, the defensive line gave up 50 to 60 pounds on the Auburn's offensive line. They really got manhandled in that game. It's it's an, a small, as far as uh, uh, mass, I guess you'd say, 
uh, defensive line that's built for speed more than anything else, um, as is much of the defense. And that's the way they want to play the game this year. So, How about, uh, you know, Bubba Arslanian? You know, we, we're on the defensive side. I mean, this guy's name comes up every time someone references Akron's defense. Um, my my take in watching some of his tape is that uh, he makes a heck of a lot of tackles for sure. Um, but most of the time, it seems like he makes those tackles when he's not already, you know, being blocked and that it's kind of hard for him to sometimes shed blocks. Oh, they're, 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 if Bubba was six foot two, he'd be anchoring the Buckeyes defense. Bubba's five foot ten. And I love the kid because he plays with pride and heart. But that that's size is definitely an issue. Tom Arth loves him though. Um and he does have a he does definitely have an issue shedding block. So you know, he yeah, he didn't win the ge- genetic lottery for lack of <laughs> I mean he's my height, but I'm never gonna discount Bubba. And he gets his shares of uh, TFLs too. So, you know, is he going to be the a, 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 a Sunday player? I don't know. Special teamer if he's lucky. But for for this defense, for what they need right now, he's he's their leader. How about on the defensive line? Um, regardless of what you're going to see this upcoming weekend, who has shown you the most potential that you think could develop into a really good player up front there? You know what? I, in all sincerity, the defensive line is new. I haven't seen a lot of potential there so far. Okay, the, the few sacks, and I don't know exactly how many of the zips have, have come from the linebacking core for the most part. Um, and one person in particular, Jess Lord Botang, who is a na- native of uh, Dublin. Um. They don't generate a pass rush. They don't. Um, they are, I don't know if you, you want to say they're still learning or they're just unimpressive. I don't know right now. Well, I'm sure they got a lot of growing pains to go through. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, DJ Irons, you know, you mentioned he came in basically as Cato Nelson's backup at the beginning of the season. Uh and, and was sort of thrust into action last weekend and, and looked pretty good. Um, wins a, a Mac East Offensive Player of the Week. What, uh, what'd you like in particular from Irons? Let me correct myself, first of all. They, you know, the, okay. the, the, the training camp battle is basically 1A, 1A, 1B, and you could flip-flop those guys. So, um, yeah, he's got the skills. He's a genuine dual threat quarterback. He accounted for 436 yards of uh, total offense last week, uh, 432. It's 296 in the air, 136 on the ground, accounted for four touchdowns. He, he threw for three. He ran for one in this wild 20-yard. Is it fair to call it a scramble on a quarterback <laughs> draw? I mean, but this kid, he – they called the quarterback draw on a fourth and fourth and goal from the 20. And he saw that the quarterback draw was closed off. So it was it was set to run to the, the, the left of center. 
he reversed his field and ran around to the right side and powered his way into the end zone. Um, needless to say, I, I was impressed. It was one of those, yeah, it's one of those moments, and you've, you've been in press boxes, where something happens and you just say, wow. And he, he's got the skill set. The important thing with him is, you know, what happened with, with Cato Nelson over the years, and he's a, a fifth-year senior, is he's been battered. <laughs> I mean, he's been beat up. I mean, the first first thing is they have to keep him upright. Now they've got a young offensive line. If they can keep him clean for the most part, the sky's the limit within the MAC for DJ Irons. He's got a strong arm. He can make the throws, and he's got the legs and the speed to go with the legs. That touchdown run was was twenty yards, but I think he ran like forty five. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it all was, the way back and around. Yeah, and and it's it's one of those you know right before that Tom Arth of all people, and I don't know if you, yeah, you said you met Tom. He's Mister, you know, he's fiery. But he never lets Fiery get the best of him on the sideline. And it was weird to watch Tom Arth get called for an unsportsmanlike penalty that cost him 15 yards in that situation. And he said he profusely thanked DJ Irons for bailing him out with that play. So you can tell that that Arth has a, a, some respect for him. I, uh, I certainly don't want to hide the fact that uh, I know Tom really well. We've got a great relationship, and I, I realize the record isn't uh, isn't what he wants at Akron, but um, ton of respect for him and and for what he's built as a football player and a coach. Uh, and I do believe that he can turn that Akron program around. I just think it's going to take a little time, and and I, I hope this coaching staff gets that opportunity because um, it's been a tough couple of years for sure. Oh, I I agree wholeheartedly because you know. Akron, that university and some of the people within it who who have influence, and I'm not necessarily talking about administrators, but, you know, boosters, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Bowden was a name higher. You know what I mean? That was someone they thought could fill the seats in, in InfoCision, and that pretty much didn't happen. With Arth, they really... And I, I don't necessarily like making this comparison. They have to, I, I ref, I've referred to them in conversations as Cleveland Browns South, the University of Akron, because there seems to be a lot of murmuring where they don't want to show any patience when patience is needed. I mean, you mentioned he's in the third year of the program, right? I don't even count last year. Sure. You count last year. That's a mulligan to me. <clears throat> to hold last year against anyone is borderline insane, given what this country and and what what sports in general went through. So I don't count that one. To me, he's a second year coach, and he needs to be given time. He, you and I both know he has the right connections in Northeast Ohio. He's got the connections throughout the state. That Saint Ignatius John Carroll. Um, cred goes a long way in, in the Midwest, actually, straight through to the NFL. So they need to leave them alone. And, and, uh, for those that, that don't know, um, you know, Tom Arth played as a backup quarterback behind Peyton Manning in Indianapolis for a couple of years. And, and he and Peyton are close friends. In fact, 
Peyton um, recommended him for the act. Yeah, I was going to say Peyton. Uh, Peyton, I think, was influential in, in helping him get this opportunity. Um, Tom Arth guided a, a, a Division three program at John Carroll University to a conference title and to the national semifinals, uh, where twice in the same season they beat the number one team in the country. Um, he he held almost every school record uh, as a as a quarterback when he graduated. I mean, he's 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 got the kind of of um, you know football background, but also just as a as a person, the character traits to you know to be the leader of a program. Um, so again, I realize this is, uh, you know, getting a little off topic, but I, 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 I sincerely hope he gets the opportunity to, uh, you know, continue building this because, uh, especially if you've got a guy like DJ irons, you, you have reason to believe that Akron could, could be a good athletic team and could absolutely compete in the Mac. And the, and the nice thing about DJ is he's got three years of eligibility. This isn't, he's, he, he'll have two years after this season. So you can build around that, especially given that offensive line. I think they're going into their second year together. His receivers are all freshmen and sophomore. He, sophomore, you can build an offense on that side of the a potent offense with the right personnel and that type of familiarity. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I want to. I want to see him get that chance. Last year, uh, running back Tion Dollard, you know, sort of burst onto the scene, had a couple of really nice performances, uh, and and for the first time in several years, you know, gave Akron a really good, legitimate option at running back. Uh, unfortunately, not with the team anymore after an, an off the field uh, incident in the off season, and and he was dismissed from the program. Um, how has the Akron rushing attack looked in his absence? It lacks explosion. There is no explosivity there. Um, they've got a couple of potential guys. Um, John Zell Norrells is from Toledo. Uh, Toledo Central Catholic, I believe it is. He, he, he came in with, with nice numbers, but he fumbled last week. <laughs> and you didn't see him the rest of the game after the fumble. Um, Anthony Williams is a transfer from Michigan State, native of Chicago. Now, at, at different times, they've, they've each flashed, but they both missed significant time during training camp. I don't know if they're quite there yet mentally. Um, it's Running game is where it was unexpectedly easy last year, is likely to be a struggle, and I think they're going to – as long as DJ Irons is there, I think uh, they're going to rely significantly on him in that aspect of their game, and hopefully he delivers. Looks like uh, a freshman wide receiver from the Georgia area. Is it Kanata Mumfield? Is that how you say his name? Kanata. Kanata Mumfield. No, it's Keontae. I'm sorry. Keontae? Yeah. K-O-N-A-T-A, uh, pronounced Keontae. Okay. Keontae, yeah. Keontae, uh, Keontae Mumfield. Um, he he uh, kind of broke out last week. Yeah, had a good game last week. Um, him, Michael Matheson, and the wide receivers were a big question mark because they had a couple. 
and um, Matheson and, and George Calls, who you knew could catch the ball. But to see Mumfield step up last week, and like like you said, he's a true freshman, that's that's a very good sign. So, um, you know, given the struggles that the Buckeyes' defense they're having right now, and let's face it, you and I, I both know that doesn't look like any Buckeyes defense we've seen in recent years. Um, there could be some opportunities there. I don't think they're going to roll up 30 points on them, but there, there, there are some opportunities to, to score some points there, I think. George, before we let you go, give us an idea of uh, the Mid-American Conference, what things kind of look like this year. I know, you know, early in the season, a couple weeks in with a lot of the programs playing power five schools, um, most of the teams are either one and two or zero oh and three. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to at least see on paper so far who might be separating themselves, but uh, what are the expectations this year in the Mac? You know, um, last year muddied the waters so much, but I can, I can say this based on what I've seen this year. Watch out for Kent. Sean Lewis looks like he's built a, a, a beast there, offensively at least. Um, and it looks like to me that Northern Illinois, and I, I don't know how well you know the Mac, they dominated the conference for years. Oh, yeah. It looks like they're, there's a possibility they're, they might be on the verge of coming back. So those are two I'm looking at. No, uh, Toledo and Buffalo have had a couple good programs in recent years too, but um, I agree with you. Kent State seems to be the program right now that uh, has everybody's attention. Yeah, and that that's not playing well in Akron right now. I'm so. sure. I'm sure. Yeah, Sean Lewis. If I'm not mistaken, Sean Lewis just got a contract extension not long ago, and uh, he's done a marvelous job uh, building that program over in Kent. Yes, he has. It's the it's the hope that that's Akron in a couple years. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, certainly appreciate you spending a few minutes with us this morning. I know life is busy in uh, in Akron uh, and that you're covering uh, the Cleveland Browns as well. A uh, lot going on for, for you, and, and we certainly appreciate you carving out 15 minutes or so to, to chat with us. Thanks, George. Not a problem. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me.